Courageous, Successful, and Happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to. It's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald, and I am the High Achievers Coach, and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. Hey, you guys. How are you? I am good. Um, it's really cold here today. It's I guess it's turning into winter, so... Um, not much we can do about it except uh, keep going, right? All right, we are t- before we dive in today, um, I'm so excited about something. You guys know how much I love LinkedIn. And I had applied for LinkedIn Live, I don't know, like six weeks, maybe two months ago. And I, you know, kept thinking about it. I even followed up with them once, like, hey, did you lose my application? You know, can I give you another one type thing? And um, didn't hear back from them. And over the weekend, I was on LinkedIn doing something. And I looked down and on my profile in the bottom left-hand corner said, um, LinkedIn Live, like you have access. And there was this little red button. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Um, Needless to say, I haven't gone live yet on LinkedIn. And I think I'm doing the, you know, procrastination thing where you want to make sure you have this perfect idea. And, you know, they say that. If you're going to go live, the best way to do that is to do it either to do it consistently. Either if you're going to do it monthly, do it every month the same day, the same time, or weekly, same thing, or daily. So I'm like, all right, of course. So the high achiever in me wants to do it daily, right? And I'm thinking, with my travel, with all of my commitments, with work, with my co- like, I don't know that I can commit to the same exact time every single day. So I narrowed it down to the two mornings a week that I don't go to yoga or Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I think I'm going to do LinkedIn Lives on Tuesday morning and Thursday morning, like right before I head to the office. So um, I'll definitely let you guys know when that is. And hopefully you can join me there too. We can talk about some extra supplemental stuff um, in addition to and expand on the ideas that we talk about in the show and even new and fun stuff. And I'd love to have guests on. So if anybody out there listening wants to come on LinkedIn Live with me and, and talk about something, I think that could be really cool too. So reach out to me and let me know. Okay, so today, and also I have, I'm gonna be sipping for my coffee for, and I, I'm holding it up because I start, last week I didn't do the um, the video and audio because you guys heard, like, like couldn't get my everything all coordinated and I ended up doing, doing it in Darren's closet. So um, this week I am, set up. I have my coffee and I'm going to be sipping it. So those of you just listening to the audio won't see me lift my cup, but if you're watching me on YouTube or wherever, you will see it. So fair warning, guys, coffee is important. All right. So something this has really been on my mind lately, and I've seen a lot of it out there in social media. Um, and I've been talking to a lot of people about it. And it's on my mind because it's something that I'm doing. And I have a lot of different layered thoughts and opinions about it. But two incidents happened this week um, that kind of told me that I really had to talk about it. So the first, um, we're going to talk about personal branding. And what does that even mean? Um, and how people are confusing it and getting it wrong and thinking about it, I think, um, in a way that does not serve them at the highest. So and also I get this, I get this question a lot from people like, how did you build your brand? What, what did you do? And all of these things and how, how do you keep it going? So I think it's really important to address, especially at this time where, you know, social media is, um, people are blaming, there's two schools of thought around social media. Um, the, the school of thought that people, you know, social media is the cause of, um, or is it, or is enhancing, you know, depression and, um, you know, mental anxiety and mental illness from a comparison um, and have and have not kind of thing. Um, and then there's the school of thought that social media is just showing us who we are and, and it's just getting more attention because it's social media, right? So I, I can see what people are saying when they say that social media is, you know, maybe causing signs of depression or, you know, when people feel like they can't keep up or they see, 
you know, all of this real and imagined success that other people are having on social media and they feel like, you know, they're less than, right? Because they, they're not doing that. Um, I, I get those points. I, I think I'm still kind of, I think I'm heavier. I weigh heavier on the side that I think anything, everything, including social media, especially social media, is simply revealing to us who we are as people and as a society. So I think it's a, I think it helps us, it's accelerated our understanding and view of what we're, who, what we're evolving into as people, right? And I think it's interesting, you know, the European countries that are removing likes from Instagram um, and kind of spreading them out. I think, and I think the, the capitalist in me <laughs> and the libertarian in me thinks that's, a little weird. I don't know. I, I don't know how bought into it I am. I love, I'd love, actually, I'd love to talk about this on a LinkedIn Live episode if someone has um, some really interesting opinions. Um, but we are going to talk about what does a personal brand even mean when it comes to your job, your life, your business, and you know everything in between. And the, uh, last week, you know, I, I had an incident, two incidents that I want to share. Um, and I, I think before, kind of before we go there, I, I believe that showing up in your career or in your business or both, right? If you're like me and you have both, um, in a way that's 100% unapologetically you is really important and serves you and serves the world in, in ways that you can't imagine. And um. I'm going to break it down for you into actionable steps because like, while I love talking about concepts, I think in this case, um, ways to be actionable around some of this is, is going to be pretty important. So we're going to talk about specific steps you can take if you want to really build, show up unapologetically as yourself, not just on social media, but as a person, right? Um, and, and I think, I don't think this is the last conversation we're going to have on this. So we'll talk more about it on the show. And I was in Des Moines, um, Des Moines, Iowa last week, speaking at a Growth Lab event for Local IQ, and it was really great fun. So if any of y'all are listening from Des Moines, had such a good time with you guys. Your guests were amazing. The business owners were great. Um, really interesting conversation and, and took it to, you know, the audience took it to places that we haven't gone there yet. So, and I love when that happens at these shows. So um, just thank you for being vulnerable enough and transparent enough in what the challenges that you had to make that a great experience. But there was this, um, we were at the, near the end of the show and we always do a Q and A at the end. And there was this, um, one guy who wanted to ask a question about posting on social media from a business perspective. So his situation is that he has a private jet company, kind of cool, right? Um, and he's been, he's had this company for a little under a year, about 10 months. And he was super hesitant to post about his company on social media because there were a lot of other companies out there, right? His movie's competition doing it a lot longer for a longer period of time than him. And so like, he kind of felt like he didn't have this right to post content or in some way he would be like called out by the jet company police or whatever, um, you know, who would be sure he wasn't giving the best content possible. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but kind of that's how it came across. Uh, and this was the first incident that really started sort of my, the fires burning right in, in my brain. And the second one was I was walking into the office the other day and uh, walking alongside one of my colleagues. And they mentioned to me that they really liked how, you know, I was sharing on social media um, about what I'm doing, you know, at work, what I'm doing with my coaching practice, um, how I thread the needle through everything with immersive theater and growth from that. And just as, you know, they noticed that I really built this personal brand over the past few years doing that. And they started talking about ways that um, they were thinking about doing that, right? They, they wanted to do it, but they felt frustrated because they couldn't figure out how to blend their passion, their skills, um, and you know, with something that the world actually would want in a way that maybe potentially down the line they could monetize, right? 
because everyone wants to monetize everything today, right? And I'm, there's nothing wrong with that about that. I love money, right? So if you want to monetize something, more power to you. Um, but they wanted to build this professional brand around something they loved and maybe parlay it into a side hustle. And, and a lot of you guys listening to this can probably relate to that. A lot of you are doing it, right? I see you doing it. So that's super cool. And the thing is, I feel like this person is so smart and so funny and so talented and has so much more to contribute to the world, but isn't really showing up right now as in in their fullness because somehow they don't have all the answers of how it all fits together. Get where I'm going? Yeah. So I, I want to start off with two by saying that the first misconception um, and and one I really had to experience and learn is that when you set out to create a personal brand because you see everyone else doing it um, and you feel like you have to do it, that's when it doesn't work. That's when it falls totally flat. And we're going to talk about that. The second misconception uh, is, is, when pe- is what people think a personal brand is. You know, I, you see a lot of like courses and classes and, you know, ways to create your personal brand. And a lot of it comes across like your personal brand exists just on social media, right? That it's the way you show yourself on social media. And we equate our personal brand to what's visible to the world on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and whatever you use. But when we look at the classical definition of a personal brand, and there are a lot out there, I just picked one that resonated with me. I'm going to read it. Um, Definition of a personal brand is personal branding is the process of creating a recognizable professional name and reputation for yourself or your business. Right? So nothing in that says social media. Social media is just a tool to get your personal brand out there. And this is a really big, I think, People are kind of conflagrating, I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but mixing it all up so that it's almost like their personal brand exists solely on social media and forget who they are like in actual real life where folks, hello, everything matters. And, and honestly, I got this confused too when I first started my coaching practice. I got caught up in what was out there about me. Um, and instead of leaning into who I really am as a professional, as a coach, and as a person. And it's funny, when I first started my coaching practice, I, I, I would create content that I thought people would find acceptable, air quotes, and appropriate, air quotes, right? Content about leadership, goal setting, teamwork. Um, not that any of that's bad, right? If, you, if that's what, who you are as a coach. Um, but the, some some of the content was fine. It was, but it was really vanilla. Like it wasn't me and all my passion when I talk about, you know, sleep no more and immersive theater and showing up fully as yourself and thoughts and feelings and actions and results and all the things you guys hear me talk about that you, you can hear the fire in me. Like when I was writing about just straight up leadership and goal setting, it was like, wah, wah, right? It was like, okay, Tracy, that's, I guess, fine. Scroll on to the next thing. It doesn't really light me up. And I, and I posted this on social media. I, I did speaking engagements about, and I would back then, I would take any speaking engagement anyone asked me to do on any topic. Like even if it was not something I talked about, I would create a speech for them around that topic. I don't do that anymore. But you see, I, w- I was caught up in the doing of the thing instead of just revealing to the world who I really am, right? And I wasn't in love with any of the content. Um, or the process of creating it, uh, it didn't excite me, right? It was good content, but I could take it or leave it. I, I didn't have to create it. It wasn't like coming from my soul, right? From like the depths of my soul. But here's the real truth, guys. People want to know who you really are. They, they, want, to, they want to know the real you. And the only way that can happen is if you share from your heart things that really matter to you, because that's how you make an impact that matters, right? In the world. But it's really, really scary to do the kind of brain work that's necessary to get clear on who you are and what's important to you as a person and a professional. To define who you really are and to to define what you stand for and to actually take a stand for something, 
That is terrifying. It takes, you know, it's like when we take a stand for something and we put it out in the world for everyone to see, we're, we're terrified of this. We're afraid of bearing our souls, right? In real life with people or on social media, and maybe even more afraid on social media. We'll talk about that in a bit because we're afraid people are going to, number one, laugh at us, make fun of us, right? Laugh it straight at us to our face, laugh behind our back. We're afraid that people will not notice at all or that they will notice too much. That's a real fear that I think a lot of you are up against, at least the people that I talk to. Like, oh crap, yeah, I want to be known, but oh my God, when too many people start to notice, that gets even scarier. And it's interesting. It's, you know, I had this happen to me this morning. So as I'm kind of growing and building out what I talk about, um, some of the stuff I talk about is a little polarizing and a lot polarizing for people, the people that don't get it, right? And the people that, that don't get it, A, either they don't get it and they don't want to get it. And that's totally fine. Like, those are just not my people. Like, you could, I love you. If you disagree with me, great. Um, just don't listen to my stuff, right? Scroll past me. Um, and I'm I'm all for leaning into ideas and concepts and talking about like where I stand. Like I was just talking about social media. I'm kind of in a little legs in both camps and I want to have this discussion. I don't have a real, I'm not really married to any feeling. I'm sort of thinking about how I feel, but there are other things and especially the things I coach and teach about where I am in the firm camp of what I believe. Always welcome to, for questions and people to ask me and say they disagree. That's totally fine. Um, someone had posted, I posted something on LinkedIn this morning and someone um, said that the way I was talking about it, like was, um, said this is a lot of things, but they said it was sinister, right? And they totally didn't agree and blah, blah, blah. And the, just the way they couched it um, probably was not a way they would say it to me if they were in person with me, or maybe it was, but I don't think so. And this happens a lot. And it's probably happened to you too, if you post a lot on social media or even a little. It's like social media, there's this wall and people forget humanity, right? And people talk to people on social media in a way they would never talk to you if you were in real life. So there, I think the, the fear is real about really getting into what you believe in and posting. Um, you're probably going to have people that say not so nice things about you and that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, it's it hurts, but it's about building up that muscle. So, so that happened. Um, when, like I said, when I finally started to get really real and stop talking about leadership and teamwork and really start posting about how immersive theater changed my life, turned me into a coach, the journey it's taken me on. That's when people started to interact and engage. That's when people raised their hand and said what are you talking about? This is really weird, but also interesting. And when people ask me at a networking event, like, what do you do? And I started telling them, you know, I, I help high achieving women push the boundaries of human connection and vulnerability through immersive theater experiences all over the country. They were like, what did you just say? That sounds really intriguing. And I have to know more. And clients started reaching out. And that's when things started really accelerating for me as a coach. Um, but also it was really interesting. It also, things started picking up also in my corporate role, not just as a coach, because I was really standing, starting to really stand in my truth about what I believed. And it was started to bleed into all the areas of my life. And I, my world was less like, my world is bigger now. And I had to stand in that bigness everywhere I went. I took the bigness with me. Um, and and because I knew who who more of who I was as a person, and in the interactions that people had with me, and people noticed, and just more opportunities were opening up for me, and um, things really accelerated, and I got some new roles. So when you start to really understand who you are, things will happen for you in real life and on social media. Now, did I turn some people off and turn people away from engaging with me? Yeah, of course I did, right? The people who were not my people, the people who did not want to hear me talk about immersive theater and how it is a mirror to your life and who you are as a person and use, using it as a growth launch pad, right? People who didn't want to hear about the, the thought, all of the things I teach about, you know, thoughts, feelings, um, actions, and results. I turned them off. I turned them away and that's okay. 
right? And but the people that do resonate with that, and at the time that did resonate with the message, it it drew them closer, and people started to follow me, and I started to build this culture, right, of high achieving leaders who were really into what I was saying. And they wanted to hear the message and then it started growing, right? And now it's the community that I've built today because they, because they, they were my people. And I only found them because I was brave enough to talk about what I wanted, what I really wanted to talk about. And what I will say is this, once you find that thing, like the thing that you can't not talk about, all of a sudden it becomes a whole lot less scary, right? All of a sudden... It's like, oh, I have to talk about this. Like it's coming out of me, out of my pores. Like within five minutes, I think everyone I meet knows all about my connection to immersive theater because I can't help myself, right? So, so when you find that, it's like the fear starts to melt away, right? So, but it's all about finding your why and what you want to stand for. And that's where you have to do the, the work. So so let's ground ourselves in the two different challenges we're talking about. So the, the first person had this sense of fear about not being the expert, right? And getting called out by the imaginary jet police, jet expert police. Um, and I say that tongue in cheek, but it's it's really a, a real fear and I understand it. I went through it. And the second person, there's this sense of wanting to lay it all out first. And a lot of you high achievers who like to create the plans, right? We've talked a lot about, you can, you can create like the most badass plans from a logistics perspective. Um, and I get it. And, and that's our nature. We want to lay it all out and see it all in ni nice, neat little Trello boards or however you work um, before we take action, right? Well, they want to see all the pieces working together um, and, and a path to monetization. We want to know all the steps before we start. It doesn't work that way, you guys. It just doesn't. So and we're going to talk about it, whether you identify with one of the people I described or you have some other thoughts and feelings about wanting to get yourself out there in social uh, media and in the real world, this conversation is for you. Whether you're a corporate leader, whether you're a business owner or both like me, this conversation is for you. And we're going to talk about the three pillars to really building a strong personal brand as a person and what they look like in action. Because concepts are nice, but I want you guys to take action around this stuff. For God's sakes. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Whew. All right. So the three pillars are courage, conviction, and consistency. So let's dive right into what they look like in action. Courage. A lot of you are talking about the things that you see everyone else talking about in your space or your field or your industry or your company, but it's not really what you love or not really what you're good at or not what makes you uniquely you. You have a, a distinct point of view as a person that no one else has that you can deliver to the world no matter how many like no matter how many attorneys or pest control guys or gals or you know um consultants there's millions of all of every profession like why do people even go into business anymore right like there's like the joke about lawyers why do people become lawyers there's so many of them right but it's it's those people um, have a unique point of view as a lawyer that no one else has. That's what the world needs. So you have to get clear on who you are and your why if you have not done that already. And a question you can ask yourself is, and the one that I had to really get clear on myself was, what do I love to think about and do so much that I can't not talk about it with people, even if it's not your work, right? Because I found this way to connect the thing that I love the most, immersive theater, to my corporate job and absolutely to coaching, right? And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't started talking about it. The, the path unfolds and reveals itself to you. It's like I'm, I'm imagining this like if, for you, the audio guys, you can't, the podcast guys, you can't hear me, but I'm imagining, you can hear me, but you can't see me. Imagine like you're walking and there's like this flip um, uh, sort of pathway that's opening like and you go to take a step and it and it appears and you, it's like like 
like when pe- people talk about faith, you take the step and you and you have faith that the that the rock will be there, right? That's how it works. Because if I had set out to masterfully piece together and write out this plan about how I was going to tie immersive theater to ultimately my corporate job and then a coaching business, like it would have looked so different. And P.S. you guys, it probably wouldn't have worked because I did not have the all the answers then. I didn't understand how to talk about it in a way that after talking about it for two months on LinkedIn and at, at speaking engagements, I learned. I learned through the doing. Words don't teach. Words do not teach. Plans do not teach. Action teaches. Us doing the thing teaches. So even if you think it has nothing to do at all with your work and you're super passionate about it, start there, right? Because building a brand, a personal brand means it means all aspects of you, not just a career, a, you know, a career track in like this tunnel that has nothing to do with the rest of your life. And people hire and do business with people they like and people that they resonate with. So let, you got to get them to know all of you. And, and the truth is, guys, that the only sustainable path to build a personal brand is it has to be uniquely and unapologetically you. Yes, you can build a personal brand on something that you're good at. You kind of like, it's okay. There seems to be a demand for it, but you're not going to be in the same kind of energy that you would be if you really loved it. And you're not going to be able to sustain talking about it, creating content around it, going to networking events and being fired up about it, having speaking engagements about it, maybe doing a podcast about it. You're not going to be able to sustain that because you don't love it. You don't feel passion about it, right? And I I promise there is going to be a way that you talking about the thing you love, if it doesn't connect to your work, will lead to you creating a way to connect it to your work. The the path I promise you will unfold. We just can't predict how until you start doing it. So a few ways that you can get clarity on where to start with your personal brand is to test concepts in real time. Words don't teach, plans don't teach, action, real time teaches. One, talk to you, talk to people about your why. Write about your why and what you love. Talk about what you love about your industry and why you're in it. Talk about what you love about your hobby and why you do it. What lights you up every day? I don't know what it is. You know what it is. You're afraid to talk about that because you're afraid it's not relevant. I am here to tell you it is relevant. Talk about it. This can, and this can get your engines started, get you in the game of understanding and, and allowing that path to unfold. Two, start to write about what you know, right? Write about, write about your experience in business so far. Document if that's what you love, right? Or write about your experience with your, your hobby or you know, something else that you're doing that you love, your volunteer experience. Document how, you, how you've built it. Document how you are engaging with it. And this is probably the, the biggest lesson I teach around content and something I've adopted myself is that you don't have to spend hours thinking of a content plan, air quotes, right? Um, just open your computer, turn on your video camera and start talking about what you're doing now inside your business at that moment or inside your hobby at that moment or inside something you love at that moment. Talk about what you're doing. You don't have to create a plan, document the real world, the real life um, thing that you're going through because it's, it's real, it's human, it's vulnerable and it's true. And people will absolutely connect with that. Scary? Yes. You need to activate that courage. And look, courage, we, we built up the courage to be this big thing that somehow is outside of us, right? It's like we have to get some courage. All you need to do is activate it inside you. you it's already inside you. Think about courage is this like invisible bridge between self-doubt and self-confidence. And all you need to do is walk over the bridge. The bridge is in you. It's not out there. It's not a course that's going to teach you how to get courage, despite how many, you know, it's so funny, despite how many like coaches, like in my own industry, there's so many coaches that like five ways to get some courage. No, courage, you have it. You just have to activate it. And having courage does not mean it doesn't feel scary. Having courage just means taking one step after another over that bridge from self-doubt to self-confidence, right? And I want to talk, 
while building a personal brand has a lot to do with how you show up every day in your life, not just social media, I do want to take this a minute to talk about content because this is important. Um, and I've seen people crash and burn around this. Um, I, you know, it's about creating content from a good place. And what I mean is that you can't, you can't sit down with the intention to create content that will make you money or get you likes or get you shares or get you a job or a client or whatever. You have to do it from a mindset that allows you to access the kind of energy that will create value and impact for other people. That's the only state of mind you should be in when you're sitting down to write content. How can I help someone with this? And if it's not going to help someone, don't write it. Don't film it. Don't talk about it. And I've done that. I've sat down to write stuff and I'm in my place where I want to create a client and I can't create content from that stuff, that place. So I either turn off my camera, turn off my podcast microphone or turn off my computer and I don't do it. And I come back another time when I can be in that place because trust me, people can tell it's like the content oozes something, right? It's not, it's not the words, it's kind of how they're put together and it like wafts off it in this energy that people can read almost what kind of mindset you had when you wrote it. And I think like the algorithms can sense it too. I don't know. I really do. So you got to get your mind right. You have to put your heart forward. You have to think about other people and how they will benefit from your content. It's, and it's also scary because you're flying without a net when you lead with your heart forward, right? But it's so worth it because of the impact that you're going to have, the people that you're going to serve, the relationships that you're going to make because of the content. And all of that combined together is going to allow that path to continue to unfold and, and start to connect the dots from the passion to how you can create your brand around it. It's going to unfold, right? It's going to organically create itself as long as you're in, in forward motion with the right mindset, with your heart forward around something that you really love. So that's courage. Conviction, number two. <sighs> yeah, conviction is all about Continuing to show up as you, even when you don't think people are resonating with your message, even when you don't think that they're getting you in a conversation, even when you don't think that the talk that you're giving is connecting with people, even when you don't get a lot of views or likes or engagements or engagement on, on your uh, posts, you, ha you have to believe so hard in what you're doing. And what you're doing is simply sharing with the world who you really are, right? that you do not waver on the message, no matter what, no matter how long it takes, no matter what. Now, I'm not saying that you don't evolve, right? Because there's a difference between saying the same thing over and over and not evolving and growing as a person, right? And like we talked about, that path will unfold as you start talking about it in real life and you'll get feedback and talking about it online and you get feedback. And the more you talk about it, the more you learn how you wanna talk about it. Because how I talk about my work now is very different than how I talked about a year ago or even three months ago. Because in the talking about it and in creating and crafting more ways to tell the story, I've evolved, right? So the story has evolved. And what, you know, don't, you have to get clear on your ethos and don't water down your ethos, right? Don't water down the the needle that's threading through everything, right? The thing that your heart believes. It's about finding different ways to tell that story. And you shouldn't start out by being all in about X and then two weeks later, be switch back to Y and then switch to X. Like people don't know what kind of content to expect from you because it's all over the roadmap. And you're not gonna build, number one, you're not gonna build a brand that way because they don't know, they're not sure. You're showing up as all of these different things and they're not sure what that your ethos is or what that what that thread is that ties everything together. And like we talked about a couple of minutes ago, I, I get that you might have to try a few things on, right? Before you figure out what you really love and what you can't not share with the world. I did it, right? I switched, I tried leadership, coach, blah, 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 and that felt crappy. Um, so I get that you'll have to try some of that on. But for a lot of you, you already know your why. It's about 
A, number one, not having the courage to fully stand in your truth or two, um, conviction to sh- keep showing up um, as that um, needle that kind of threads everything together for you, like unapologetically. So conviction in action looks like telling your story out loud with your voice to actual humans. Right? And this means people that you know, people th- that work alongside of you. You know, b- There are people that work with you, that know you, that have no idea how passionate you are about fly fishing. I don't know, I'm just making it up. Right or have no idea how passionate you are about how you volunteer at the women's shelter, women shelter, right? And if that's your thing, if that's your why, and that's your thing, you can't not talk about. Like, start freaking talking about it to people, right? You have to understand how number one, how people react, and number two, how you tell that story because it's going to sound very different the first time you tell it or the five hundredth time you tell it. So start t- telling your voice, your story out loud with your voice to people in person. Two, write about your story, post it on social media, video yourself, post it on social media. Guys, there's no magic pill that I can give you to make this not be scary. For some of you, it might not be as scary. For some of you, it won't be scary at all. That's cool. But for the majority of us, it's freaking scary AF. There's no shortcut. You got to face it head on. So you got, you have to do the work with your voice with social, posting, writing. And if if you post something after you hear this, tag me in it. I want to support you. I want to share it with my network to get your message out there. And you'd be surprised. People think that things are going to, like everyone's going to see their posts. Like I was convinced that the, if I posted them, the world was going to stop. Everyone's going to look at their social media at that moment and say how dumb I was right? That's just not how it happens. You're going to be surprised at the generosity and support that you're going to find online. I promise you. All right. So no magic pill. You got to put in the time. Three, experiment. Like we just talked about, experiment with lots and lots of different ways to tell the same story. Not the exact story, but your through line. What is your through line through all of the things that you talk about? You guys know my through line is immersive theater, whether I'm talking about leadership at work, whether I'm talking about coaching my clients, whether I'm talking about giving a talk, whether I'm talking about my own personal development, you know, the through line somewhere is going to be immersive theater. That's what people can expect from me, right? So what's your through line and what's the concept you want people to associate with you, right? The basic message they want that you want them to understand about you and what you stand for. And like I said, for me, it's all about the magic and courage I found in myself and the world through immersive theater. And that's largely what I talk about. And I've told the stories so many times in so many different ways. And I'm always learning and creating new ways to share that experience and teach with that experience and speak about that experience over and over and over. But it's the same story, right? I came over intense self-doubt by facing my fears head on in an immersive theater experience. And now I continue to do it over and over and I share it with the world and my clients, period. That's it. It's not complicated. And I have so much conviction in my stories and how I share them in real life, on stage, with my clients, on the show, that it resonates with the people who are into it. Those are my people. Those are people that I want, right? And you know people like this, like Gary Vee right now, he talks about a lot of things, but right now he's talking about pretty much the same thing over and over. If you listen to his stuff, he's, his shtick is that, um, and I should say shtick lovingly, right? Um, his, his shtick is that everyone should be creating 100 pieces of content every day on all the platforms. And he believes in this so much because he's done it for years and it's gotten him results, right? That's his, that's his core message lately over and over on his podcasts, on his interviews, uh, during his keynotes, his speaking engagements. And his people don't get sick of hearing that same story over and over packaged in different ways. They don't, right? And if you think about the people that you follow, well, and, and listen to and engage with, whether it's on person or, or in real life, they have a through line. They have that thing that they talk about over and over, but you're drawn to it. That's your person, right? You're their people that you want to hear this story over and over because it really inspires you and it helps you with your work. So how can you evolve into someone that can share your story in really nuanced and layered ways so that it's really never the same story twice? And people can feel your fire and passion every single time you tell it. You got to get out there and start 
and then keep starting, keep practicing over and over and over, right? So that's conviction, which leads into consistency. Different than conviction, you got to keep showing up and doing the work. And this is where it gets really tricky for a lot of people, me included, because your brain does really weird things and it gives you thoughts like, do people really want to hear from me again? Again, really? Is what I'm saying even worth saying? And P.S., sometimes it's not, right? And that's where the, you got to create content and talk from the right place in your heart, not to get clients or get money or build your business or build your brand or self-awareness. How much is too much and what's enough, right? You, you get caught up in like, oh, I posted five times on Instagram and two times on LinkedIn and three times on Facebook. Is that enough on each platform? And what, what are the experts saying? And like, you go around this in your mind. And are the numbers improving, right? What are the almighty vanity numbers say? That's, those are the thoughts that your brain gives you. So you have to be really consistently doing the brain work around those thoughts and taking them through the thought model. What's the thought I'm having? How does it make me feel? What's the action or non-action I'm taking? And what are the results I'm getting? And that you guys know that's the brain work that you have to do. And I want to, coffee break. Mm, good. I want, to address, I want to address viral content here. So everyone, whether you want to build a personal brand, and most people do or not, like everyone wants like this, you know, elusive viral post or 10, right? If you could have 10 viral posts, that'd be awesome, you think. The thought is that this one viral post is going to change everything, right? It's going to make the right connections, connect me to the right people. I'm going to get speaking engagements. I'm going to get clients or build my business or get a new job or get a promote. Whatever you think it's going to do for you, let me break that bubble for you. So I had I had a, a post go quasi-viral on LinkedIn. It was, t- it was not any – it was like I did not create this post like, like – pe- I think people think that when you create a viral post, you set out to create it. It's like totally by chance. I would just was doing the same thing I always did, creating content. And it was titled Nine Nine Thoughts to Think to Have a Better Day. That was the title of it. And it was on LinkedIn. And I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can check it out and see what I'm talking about. It was not like earth shattering. Uh, Right now, it's up to over 15,000 views, um, 748 likes slash reactions, 111 comments and over 200 shares. So you might think like winning, right? Um, But here are the facts about what it was like for me. Yes, it was. I'm grateful. It was really fun to have this post be trending for the first week or so. Like it felt like, ooh, like I'm a celebrity now. It was not a celebrity, you guys. Um, Because I do practice what I preach, I engaged with every single comment and share right? On, on the post. And I, I engage with the comments on the shares on the post and it all kept coming in. It was like, not just one week. It was like week two and then week three and like week four. It be guys, it became a full time job just to, just to answer the comments on this post. It was crazy. And part of my mind was really super grateful and really appreciative of all of the people that found value in it. So I don't want to be, you know, thinking like, oh my God, you know, she wasn't grateful. I really was. But I also want to be very human and talk about the other thoughts that I have and be very transparent with you guys. The other part of me was like, God, when is this going to stop? Because I got I got a couple full-time jobs here. I mean, I got stuff to do, right? So I was grateful, but also totally human. And then I started to, then um, the insidious kind of little things happen in your brain, or at least for me, like what was the formula of this post, right? High achievers, like that we always want to replicate success. What was the formula of this post and how can I replicate it? Why did this particular post go so viral? And guys, that was my big mistake because then I started to create content that was not coming from my heart, was not coming from that place, from, from the place that that original viral post came from. I started to try to engineer more viral posts and, and content creations, number one, stopped being valuable. So less people were engaging with it. And it's, it felt shitty, frankly. It felt not good. It wasn't fun for me to do it. And it started to get hard. And I started to avoid creating content. And 
P.S. Nothing else changed for me. I did get a, a, an influx of a ton of new connections and followers, and that was fun. But I didn't get like a ton of new clients or a ton of people reaching out to me, you know, for discovery calls or a ton of new speaking engagements. That didn't happen. Like a couple, like marginally, but not in proportion that I imagined and how much work I put into keeping up with all the comments, right? Like it, it wasn't proportionate. Um, and not that it should have been. Like no one owes me anything because a post went viral. I, you know, I didn't expect it. And that's, that's because, you know, when you think about trying to replicate success in that way, because the magic was not in the content after the viral post, the magic is not in the viral post. It's in the consistency and showing up after the viral post, showing up in the way that I did before the viral post, right? Showing up every single day from your heart, even when it's really freaking scary in real life on social media, delivering value, offering help, offering support wherever you can, and being part of the greater community that we are, right? Being part of the collective. So that was my viral experience. Um, you also have to decide where you're going to share. And I don't just mean socially on social media. You have to decide, are you going to go to are you going to join networking groups? Are you going to go to meetups? Are you going to go to other people's speaking engagements? Are you going to try to get speaking engagements? Are you going to be on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, you name it, YouTube. You have to decide what your platforms are going to be because you have to tailor your message to each audience, not just on social, but also on... because Because when I speak to a group of executives... But my through line is the same. My story is very different. When I speak to entrepreneurs, the through line is the same. Story very different than those executives, right? So you have to know your through line so much and believe in it so hard that it's easy to tell the story to whatever audience that you talk to in real life or on social. And it's, you can easily craft it to your, to your audience because it, it's within you. It doesn't exist outside of you. It's inside of you. Because what you say on Insta or TikTok, right, is not the same as you would say on LinkedIn or Twitter. Totally different audiences. Got to, you got to tailor your message. And to be able to tailor your message, you have to know it by heart. And I don't mean you have to know a script by heart, but you have to know what you stand for. And like we talked about, the only way to know what you stand for is to start standing for it, having the conviction, and then being consistent about it. Courage, conviction, consistency. For me, I'm flying in the face of all of the social media rules out there and best practices, and I only post and engage on LinkedIn. And people, people tell me, oh, you're severely limiting your audience. You're severely... I get it. But it's the, it's the way I can sustain a really great connection to that community and be true to that community. I don't have the bandwidth to put everything I am putting into LinkedIn, into Insta, into TikTok, you know, into the, into the other platforms. So that's, you have to find what's right for you. There's no wrong way to do it. No matter what the experts say, no matter what I say, you have to find what's right for you. So consistency in action looks like, number one, scheduling time in your calendar to find places you can practice telling your story in real life. Yes. Scheduling time to research and find places you can practice telling your story. So whether you do it a couple times a month, a couple times a week, you got to do it consistently. Networking events, meetup groups, coffee with friends, um, Toastmasters, speaking engagements, whatever you want to do, you got to get out there consistently, have the courage to tell the full story and stand for what you believe in, have the conviction to keep doing it, and then have the consistency to keep showing up at those events over and over and telling that story and understanding and building your nuance and layered way of telling it with that through line. Number two, actually go to the events, the networking events. And you guys, uh, I'm going to say it straight. I used to, and sometimes this still happens for me. You say, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm the beginning of the month. I write out all my, you know, in my calendar on um, all of the places I'm going to go. And I have my, you know, Google calendar. And then I write it in my planner, this meetup group, that. And like, it's like the third Thursday of the month. And I'm like, I don't really want to go. <laughs> Do I have to go? Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, you have to go. 
Go to the freaking thing that you said you were going to do because it's the only way you're going to get the experience. Three, set aside time to create content or document what you're doing. I say document because like it's just so much easier, but you got to do it from the heart and you got to schedule time to do it. You're not going to be able to fit it in between the meeting you have at 2.30 and the meeting you have at 3.30. Like you just can't. It has to be a time that is devoted to you creating content. It's probably more than 30 minutes. Four, you got to schedule time to post, right? And number five, you got to schedule time to engage with people who like and comment on your posts. And even more importantly, you have to engage with other people on social and in real life. But now I'm talking specifically about social. You, you have to take the time to get to know them. Take the time to read their posts. Take the time to comment, engage in conversation. Because the way you're going to build relationships is not about looking at who likes your stuff. It's about understanding other people and supporting them. That's more valuable than you, you worrying about your own content. Does that make sense to you guys? You understand where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. Cool. So there you have it. A lot of brain work. Um, I, will, I will list these in the show notes um, because I, I know I usually at the end give you like, here's your brain work for next week. But you know what your brain work is. It's all around courage, conviction, consistency, and the steps inside those, I'll make a little sheet for you to, um, to to link to, and you can download that and get yourself in action. You guys reach out to me. If you want to be part of my LinkedIn Live um, journey, let, let's do it. Reach out to me. Um, message me on LinkedIn or email me at to at tracyoswald.com. I would be super happy to talk with you and see how we can kind of build that personal brand together. Um, and if you're interested in a discovery call, you guys just reach out. You can do it either on my website. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I would love to give you insight into what might be holding you back from what you really want to create. And at the end of the call, you get to decide, hey, do I want to know more about working with, with me as a coach? If not, it's totally cool. Like it's, it's great. I want you to get value from that time. So that time, I have no agenda other than you and what you want to create and helping you get there. So reach out, uh, subscribe to the show. And I will talk to you guys next week for sure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week. 